it going, everybody? Welcome to episode four of the Daniel Case Let's Plays presents Pikmin Three on the Nintendo Switch. Let's play. Let's start it up, shall we? Kling. Dun 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 dun. Press left and R. Story mode. How many players? One. We're gonna load our save. So our lave. Find the captain day four. Okie dokie, let's do it. And, uh, yeah. So what happened in the last episode? Well, we went on down to uh, Brittany's crash site. The, um, what's it called? What do you call it? Garden of Hope, I think. Yeah. Um, and we used teamwork to cross a river, build a bridge, get the whole team across, knock down a sandcastle wall, walk up a forested path, find an SD card from a, a, a it's a, a diary entry from one Captain Olimar. Oh, I'm exploring this planet. I hope I can take uh, some treasure back home as a souvenir from a little boy. Oh, on, onto this rotted old stump. Hope nothing eats me. And Brittany's like, oh shit, oh, something ate him. And then in we go, and oh my god, it's the, uh, it's the Mordad, the armoured Mordad. Hoo 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 hoo, what an adorable angry millipede. Bish bash bosh, we get it in the bag, we drag it back home. This corpse becomes a hundred rocks. They're in our, our, our uh, pocket now, you know, in, in the onion. In the good old rock population, healthy to have, healthy to have a good old population of rocks. Boy mate, you got rocks in your onion. That's what they say, that's what they say, uh, back in old London town, oh, good, you watch out, more rocks than Sainsbury's, you got rocks in your onion, mate. Yeah, it's old, 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 yeah, okay, cool, so, and then we, uh, we take off, back up into the atmosphere, we're floating around above the planet PNF-404, craftily avoiding the nocturnal predators, which would otherwise eat us and our entire population of Pikmin overnight. Um, Alf is uh, taking apart the mobile phone, which the uh, armored Mordad vomited up, and then he manages to increase the Drake's um, scanner capabilities. We begin to receive a signal. I think that's where we left off. We got a signal. Let's check it out. Or maybe that hadn't happened yet, but I happen to know it's going to happen. Exploration day four. We zoom in. Oh, the beautiful Technicolor starscape. With the perfect SS Drake floating in it like a beautiful pearl. Searching for signals. Oh, the distant tundra. So, on, um, is that China? Yeah, up, up, up above Australia, there's like a conglomeration of South America and Southeast Asia. Um, yeah, what would usually be, what, like, you know, Laos and Vietnam and the Philippines, the Southeast Asian, uh, uh, whatever that is, region. It's called has has kind of merged with the uh, with Chile, um, yeah, in the bottom of South America, uh, and now there's that that kind of joint supercontinent is above us, and up way up in the northeast we can see where uh, the 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 uh, where where the landmass which I know as China is. We have a new location, and it's like a a snowy forest. It's uh it's actually where where Charlie crashed. So, uh, yeah, the distant tundra is our, is our destination. Brittany says, Brilliant, Alf. You expanded the Drake's receiver range. Ah, oh, thanks. They don't call me the keen engineer for nothing, says Alf. 
No one calls you that, says Brittany. Oh, I know, says Alf. Well, the origin of the signal is unclear. Maybe it's the captain. We should investigate this at once. Good idea, Alf. Let's do it. So we're given the option to land. Let's talk for a bit. I'm pretty sure that eventually after we've talked enough, they stop talking about tutorial stuff and start, you know, just having chats. And I'm down for that. So, that memo data file we found was left behind by someone from the planet Hockatate, says Alf. Correct. I wonder how Hockatations would fare on this planet. They're vegetarians, you know. Vegetarians? Does that mean what I think it means? If you think it means that they don't eat meat, then yes. Hokatate is well known for its pick-pick carrots. I tried them once. They were kind of gross. You ate vegetables? I can hardly believe it. Mm, it was my duty as a botanist, but those carrots aren't really suited to the copite palate. Right. But if we ate vegetables, maybe we wouldn't have to travel 279,000 light years to get food. Good point, Alf. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's interactions like that that I'm here for. Let's make it happen again. I'm going to make them talk to each other again. Like some weird social experiment. Red pigments seem more aggressive than other types of pigments, says Elf. You know, you're right. They're so cute, you wouldn't expect them to be so ferocious. Were they the first pigment that you discovered, Elf? Yes. I thought they were just more ex excitable when I first met them. That's it. Alright. Oh, do I have a fruit file? Yeah, okay. Fruit report, everyone. It's time for a fruit report. Opening up the fruit files. There are two new fruits to read the fruit report on. We've got the dragon fruit and the lime. So, the fire-breathing feast is what they call the dragon fruit. The juice yield is is 2.5 bottles of juice per dragon fruit. Brittany's report reads, Even though it looks like one of the monstrous beasts that populate this planet, this fruit has a light flavor and plenty of seeds. I'm sure it will be a great food source for Kapai if people don't run away from it in terror. Very good. Okay, the next one, the Zest Bomb, which is a little lime. 1.5 bottles of juice per lime. This one's sour, but smells really nice. I wonder if the juice would work as a deodorant. I also wonder if we can spare a little for the experiment. And finally, I wonder if the captain would notice if I doused him in it while his back was turned. Good one, Brittany. Yeah, smelly old Captain Charlie. Who likes him? No one. <laughs> okay, let's let's land. Uh, the uh, the Drake and its friends, the Pikmin's Onion, come whirling down to to China, which is turned a little on its axis. Distant tundra. Find the captain. Juice less seven. Here we come in. We're flying over the snowy landscape through a blizzard. You can see... Oh! We, we highlight a fruit hanging from a... Oh no! A branch! But the SS Drake crashes into a rock as it flies low down over the, the snowy uh, landscape. And Brittany is flung from the Drake. Ouch! 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 My face! Alf, are you okay? Says Brittany. She's waking up face down in a pile of snow. Alf? I said, are you okay? Oh no! Don't tell me we've been separated again. Yes. Okay. Oh, it's so dark in here. Yeah, so the drake uh, bumped up against a rock as it came into land. It just came down low and there was a rocky a rocky outcropping on the ground. And it, it scraped up against a rock. And Brittany fell down through uh, a through the roof of a cave. through the Through a hole in the roof of a cave. And she's now woken up. We're in a tiny little pool of light. 
and snow and uh, and flakes of snow are, are uh, drifting down from the hole above us. We can't see the hole. All we can see is the darkness around us of this, this icy cave. I can look around and there is no day limit. We're in that nebulous tutorial time in Pikmin 3 where there's no limits, baby. There's some um, some uh, photo bioluminescent mushrooms here in this uh, cave. The walls appear to be a, uh, a, c a compacted uh, sort of melding of earth and roots, and through some of them, large roots wind. Uh, and the floor of the cave is kind of like a frosty, frosty earth. I walk through a little uh, passage, and oh, <gasps> there's something strange going on here, says Brittany. And as I come and investigate, we see. Two yellow Pikmin. What are those Pikmin doing? asks Brittany. What they are doing, listeners, is that they are just chilling out, touching some electric wires, and the electricity is coursing through them, and they're flashing blue. And they're just having a good old time getting a bit buzzed off this electric wire. Um, there is quite a gap in the wire. I can see uh, the wire that they're touching... Uh, is, is a broken end of wire, but it, the wire continues a little way down the track. And there's actually space for probably three more Pikmin to join hands with these two, and that would connect one end of the wire to the other, uh, thus completing a circuit. So, yeah, let's see what happens when we do that. Oh, hey, look, three Pikmin sprouts. Oh, Pikmin sprouts, says Brittany. What else is there? There's an onion, a yellow onion, but it appears to be totally powerless, dead on the ground. Just sort of slumped on the earth. Yeah, there's um. Yeah, I, I can see the entire circuit now. It's two Pikmin uh, trying to connect up the broken wire, and one end of the broken wire leads to a battery pack, and the other end to a uh, to a light globe, which is which is dead currently. Um, let me just explore the cave a little bit, and then come back to this puzzle. Oh, it's very dark. I can almost not see where I'm going. Um, if I had Alf with me, I could throw him up into a ledge. I can see a little screw screwed into the ground, which I can target to throw a captain up to. Um, there are some SD cards strewn around. I'm sure they'll just be tutorial information. Oh! I can feel a draft coming in from here, says Brittany. Yeah, one wall of the cave is not earthen roots. It's a stack of stones. And as I move my camera, I can see there are little beams of light eking through the cracks. So if I could find some way of breaking down this stone wall, I could get out of the cave. Um, just opposite this stone wall, there's a a, um, a slippery ice ramp, which Brittany can't scramble up. But uh, listen, I've, I've walked around the cave down, uh, down a sort of just dirt-strewn, frosty, um, winding passage down to a lower section where this wall is. So what happens is, if I follow this back up, I can see the top of the ice ramp is up here next to the dead onion, the dead yellow onion and the circuit. And at the top of the ramp is a big steel ball bearing. And scribbled on the steel ball bearing is the number 20. And I can't shift it on my own. Oh, but I can slide down the ice ramp. Okay, so it looks like we're going to need 20 pigment to push this ball bearing down the ramp. So let's just pick pick those Pikmin sprouts. One, two, three. I can target the gap in the wire. Actually, there's a fraction above the gap in the wire. It says two out of five. So I know that when I throw one, two, three Pikmin's on there, zap, 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 
they join hands and they connect the circuit. And they can now they can now leave the wire and the electricity arcs on its own from end to end. A light globe comes on, several Pikmin pellet posies bloom. I can see yellow pellets in the middle of the posy, and the yellow onion comes to life and extrudes its golden plasmic tentacles and stands up ready for action. Oh, is this another onion? I guess they must need light to live, says Brittany, who's a botanist. Alright, let's see this first little SD card here. Yellow Pikmin number one. Yellow Pikmin can conduct electricity. Great. So here's this arcing uh, zap lightning of electricity. Let's make Brittany w walk into it. Oh, now she's paralyzed on the ground. Oh, she jumps back up again. My son can play this game completely independently on his own now, but his favorite thing to do is get Pikmin who are not yellow Pikmin, who are rock Pikmin or red Pikmin or blue Pikmin or pink Pikmin, and just charge them into electric wires like that and just have them zap themselves and lie paralyzed on the ground. They don't die, he can just whistle them back up and just charge them in again and see them like jump across the landscape electrified and then collapse on the ground. It's a lot of fun. It's also fun to make it happen to your captains too. Like that. Alright. Let's start gathering up these Pikmin posies. One. Two. Three. Has, uh... Oh, there's one way up here. It's a five posy. I'm going to need five Pikmin to, to get it. Oh, but surely it's so high up. I can't throw a Pikmin that far, can I? Hey, wait, what's this SD card say? Yellow Pikmin number three. Yellow Pikmin can be thrown very high up in the air. Yes, and we see a little cartoon of Yellow Pikmin successfully landing on a high ledge while other coloured Pikmin bounce haplessly off the rock wall below them. Uh, past this high uh, platform, there's another pellet posy. And then past that one, there's another. And that's the last Pikmin in my, in my squad. The last of the five Pikmin which, uh, which connected the wire. And now I'm all the way down here, but hey, look, there's a little geyser of, uh, of water. Oh, a hot spring, says Brittany. Let's see what happens when we jump on it. Wow, water uh, geysers up through the hole in the ground, and we're shot back up to this, uh, this elevated section of the cave where the onion is. So now I can pluck everyone. So we've got 15 Pikmin, 15 yellow Pikmin. Let's walk down to where the high ledge was. I'm going to target the five pellet posy. One, two, three, four, five. Oops, one of them fell down a little. Got it. I disbanded the squad as the uh, pellet was uh, passing by. Uh, and five extra Pikmin grabbed hold of it, and now ten are carrying it back to the onion, so it's zooming along. It's a little... like, when you watch, like, Pikmin 2 speedruns, like you do, um, the speedrunners like to, instead of targeting something and throwing Pikmin on it, or instead of charging Pikmin, or using the whistle to direct Pikmin to pick something up, they like to stand next to it and disband the party, and then as soon as the Pikmin are idle, they'll all immediately grab onto the object, uh, especially if it's if it's already been carried by Pikmin. If there are suddenly idle Pikmin ne next to the object, they'll grab it without um, 
Like when you throw Pikmin on a on a travelling item, often the Pikmin carrying it will stop and wait until the, the correct number of Pikmin have joined the carrying task. But that doesn't happen if you disband your party in front of a carried item. So a little silly little trick. Okay. So we've now got 20 Pikmin in the field and 20 in the squad. They're all my yellows. There's a couple flowers and a couple leaves. I think the five who connected the electric wire together uh, instantly bloomed into flower Pikmin, which is a nice, neat little touch. I've got five flowers and 15 leaves. I'm going to charge them all at this ball bearing. There we go. And... Bazoom! It rolls down the hill and knocks a hole in the wall. And now let's all slide down. And we see the outside world. An icy, windy, snowy location. Oof. It's good to be outside again. I was getting claustrophobic in that cave. It's a nice mix of like ice and snow and still like evergreen plants with green leaves sprouting and like Ice and snow piled up on on like the roots of plants with uh, with with branches and shoots and green leaves sticking out over the uh, over the little chasms through which we traverse. It's nice. It's good to be outside again. I was getting claustrophobic in that cave. Uh oh, what's this ahead of us? A long broken bridge made of two separate colours of ceramic tile. Uh, there's terracotta tiles and there's like a dark blue tile. Um, oh, hey, there's Alf and the SS Drake, says Brittany, looking out across this double broken bridge. She picks up her uh, Nintendo Wii U controller. Alf, I'm over here, she says into the phone. Oh, Brittany, thank goodness you're okay, says Alf. I see you're on the other side of the river. Our first priority is to reunite, so let's work together. Please give me instructions. Got it, says Brittany. Oof, she does a little shiver. Oh, this place is absolutely freezing. If we don't move, I'm afraid we're going to die of exposure. That is, if we don't die of starvation first. Alright, and now we're in day limit zone. So now our days are... Uh, our, our hours on this on the surface of this world are limited. Our minutes of life are limited. Um, it's the very start of the day. So, listeners, what this puzzle actually is, and this is something that you don't realize at first when you're playing this game blind, is that this is a multitasking uh, puzzle. What you need to do is... There's, like, fruit on Brittany's side, and there's enemies on Brittany's side, but any fruit that you gather... Um, it's not going to be able to get back to the drake uh, but until this bridge is built. And you can't build the bridge with just Brittany. You have to swap over to Alf and have him build his side of the, of the bridge. But the tiles for his side of the bridge are hidden, I think, in a few different locations. And the tiles for Brittany, Brittany's side are hidden in two different locations too. So you need to be giving both captains orders in the same day, swapping from one to the other to find the locations of these tiles to connect the bridge before you can start gathering fruit from Brittany's side of the river. And there's quite a bit on Brittany's side. Um, the yellow onion is on Brittany's side, so she can have yellow Pikmin drag um, the bodies of enemies, bugs, monsters, back to the yellow onion and increase the yellow Pikmin population. That's cool. 
but you can also, there are points at the river where you can throw other coloured Pikmin across to each other so that, like, Alf needs yellow Pikmin to solve some of the puzzles that are preventing him from fixing the bridge, and Brittany needs rock Pikmin to smash uh, some crystals and stuff like that. But if you get a rock Pikmin to bring a corpse back to it, the, the onion and you're on Brittany's side and the bridge isn't built, those rock Pikmin are going to drag it back to the broken bridge and just hang out there. And so the first time I played this game, I, like, killed a bunch of stuff, uh, loaded up, like, I used yellow Pikmin to pick up fruit, I used rock Pikmin to pick up uh, corpses, bodies, and I went about my business and I was like, hey, where the hell are all my Pikmin? And I went and looked and there's a massive just milling queue, a chaotic jumble of Pikmin carrying fruit and corpses all jammed up around the bridge. And at that point, it becomes almost impossible to extricate them because, like, you call them back and they just dump the bodies and the fruit on the ground there. And even if you then build the bridge, like, you, they, the tiles can't get past that pile of rubbish. Like, the Pikmin with the tiles will just go like, oh, there's shit more. in the, the stuff in the way. Like, I can't, I can't get past this great big, you know, pile of dead bugs and fruit and stuff. And you just bug it. So, let's uh, really concentrate on building this bridge. First, let's do some stuff on Brittany's side. Hey, Brittany, what are those? Says Alf. A new type of Pikmin I found, says Brittany. Really? Says Alf. Yeah, they're yellow and they got big ears. Oh, wow, I want a closer look. Says Alf. Yeah, no problem, says Brittany. I have to find a place where I can throw them across to you. Okay, there's a bug flying around up here. A no good, bad news bug. Uh, I'm gonna... I'm gonna use yellow Pikmin to, to weigh it down onto the ground. Stop it from flying around. Come on, hurry up. Wow, it's just shaking all my Pikmin off. Maybe I have to throw, like... Oh, it's, it's diving down, doing, like... There we go, okay, and now they're all swarming this damn bug, and the bug is dead. There's an, another thing for the creature report. Um, I could have the yellow Pikmin pick it up, but I'm not going to. There's a there's an electric fence here, I'm going to use the Pikmin to uh, bust down the fence. Um, as, as we exit the cave which we emerged from, I've headed to the right, just so you know. So I've walked down the path to the right of the cave mouth, and I found this. Um, it's an interesting little sort of zone with this bug in and the electric fence. There's an SD card here. Escaping. Wiggle L repeatedly to escape. And there's a picture of a captain being picked up by a little flying bug. And you can wiggle the left stick to escape, which is good, because those bugs can do you some real damage. Especially in Pikmin 2. Um, I've forgotten what they're called, but they're, um, yeah, they can be real trouble in Pikmin 2. In Pikmin 3, they're a bit of a pushover. Um, but here in this little, this little area, there's... Uh, a, a little pool full of tadpoles and uh, I can see there's a sandcastle wall in the water I'll need to come back here with blue Pikmin but then there's like also a little there we are from here I should be able to throw them to the other side there's a little pinch point in the river where if I swap to Alf now sounds like uh, sounds like the Pikmin have just broken down the wall and I call out a bunch of rock Pikmin let's say 30 and 30 red Pikmin There we go. I can have him head to this point of the river. He's got a bit of a walk to go through, and I think there are some enemies on the way. Are there? No, not yet. We just walked down a winding path to this pinch point in the river. I'm going to target the screw on Brittany's side. I'm going to throw 15 reds across. And 15 rocks. 
And on Brittany's side, I'm going to have her call her yellow Pikmin, which we've got 20 of. I'm going to have her send 10 of them over to Alf. Actually, is there anything I need? No, yeah, there is totally stuff I need yellow Pikmin for further along. So now, who do I want to be? Let's be Alf. And let's start... Uh, okay, well, there's a... There's a Further down the path along the river, there's a sandcastle to break down. I'm going to just start breaking that. And now let's go back to Brittany. Console battery low. Oh, no, that's bad news. With her team of Pikmin, I'm going to explore on the other side of this electric fence. Oh, say... I feel a warm breeze from in here. Yeah, there's a, a rock wall which looks like it can be bashed down. Look like looks like it can be bashed down. There's some buried uh, pellets and there's an SD card. Yellow Pikmin number four. Yellow Pikmin are good at digging. I think. Oh, jeez. Oh no! A huge snowball has uh, has rolled down the hill above me. So it looks like there's some enemies who throw snowballs. There's another geyser. I need Rock Pikmin to smash the ice above the geyser. And now here I am, in front of these goddamn snowball rolling bugs, who pop out of the ground. There we go. A team of Pikmin have attacked it. There's another geyser to another level above here. And up here, oh my god, there is a whip tongue bulborb. A real nightmare of a motherfucker. I'm just pummeling it with rocks, just throwing everything I've got at it. There we go. And I've managed to kill it before it can get an attack uh, off on us. There's a beautiful uh, fruit hanging up here. Um, there's another of these snowball bugs, which I'm just going to charge everyone at. Got it. It's dead. Um, our Pikmin are just like... Wow, who made this thing? Looks a bit like the captain. Yeah, there's like... Um, to pause to explain up here at the top of the hill it's more like a ziggurat than a hill it's like these like snow steps which i needed to unlock the geysers to go up there were like snowball throwing bugs spitting bugs uh they are i think cannon beetle lava is the name of these bugs and then right at the top there was a whip tongue bulborb which is a pretty cute pretty cute fella i i'm a big fan of the whip tongue bulborbs i think they're really cute once again, oh, I'd love a plush whip tongue bulborb. Uh, but they can be real aggressive and bad for your Pikmin population. But I had that situation in hand. I managed to get the thing dead before it could suck up any Pikmin. And then, like, exploring the area, there's a fruit that we can pluck. Uh, uh, but there's also a funny little sculpture. Like a, a little handmade sculpture in the wall of, uh, of this, this top of the hill area. Now, that's, that might sound strange, but yeah, in, in the snowy wall, sticks and leaves have been pushed into the snow to make a face. And Brittany said, oh, it looks like the captain. Um, the face is ambiguous enough that it also kind of looks like Olimar's boss uh, from Pikmin 2, who's a playable character in Pikmin 2. I think later on we'll find a, a an SD card from Olimar commenting on this. But there's... um. The, in the middle of this funny little portrait in the snowy wall, there is a, another big metal ball bearing. And uh, there's also a funny little sort of passage up to a, a, like a, a void or an area behind this snowy wall. So if we have Alf with, uh, with us, we could throw him up to the, the, the platform 
and a bunch of Pikmin, 20, for example, and he could follow the passage around to the void behind the wall and from the other side of the wall push the ball bearing out. And I happened to know that it would roll down the hill and smash through that rock wall at the bottom of the hill, which Brittany mentioned that she could feel warm air coming from. But that can't happen yet. All that can happen is uh, next to the body of this whip-tongue bulborb, I happen to notice that there is a huge stack of orange-coloured tiles. So let's let's gather up enough Pikmin. Oh, I need 30 Pikmin. I've only got 26 in the squad. The rest have been, like, thrown all around the hill. Flung by the um, cannon beetle lava um, as we attacked them. So let me just go down the levels and gather up the Pikmin which were flung around. There we go. Now I've got 14 idle Pikmin in the squad. I'm walking past many bodies of bugs and many pellets. And I, I know that that's a trap. That inexperienced players would jump at the opportunity to pick up all these bodies and pellets. But every... Like, they'd all just form this terrible clog by the, uh, by the bridge. I'm just waiting here for uh, my team of Pikmin to come back. Most of them are. I'm just going to swap to Alf. Cool, his Pikmin have finished breaking down the barrier. There's a funny enemy on the other side of his barrier, his sandcastle barrier. It looks like a... It's a, it's an amp rat, listeners. I'm just going to charge it with rocks, and it's dead. It's a it's a cute thing. Um, it's a really cute enemy. Uh, it has this funny little, almost like... Uh, I don't know what it, its legs... It, it's, it's like... Uh, it's like the dog in Hal's Moving Castle, and Sophie thinks that the dog is Hal in disguise. It looks basically like that, except it has the ability to electrify its fur with powerful static electricity, which paralyzes any Pikmin who aren't yellow Pikmin. And as soon as it touches any Pikmin who aren't yellow Pikmin, they sit there gyrating on the ground, jiggling paralyzed electricity and it just gobbles them up. No good, no good. It actually picks them up in its funny little ratty hands, Almost like, um, almost like raccoon hands, strangely human hands, koala hands, and like shoves them in its funny mouth. It's a really cute. Once again, I'd pay, I'd pay an uncomfortably, like I'd pay an embarrassing amount of money for a plush of this thing. All right. Okay. I'm not going to bother with the body just yet. I'm going to bounce across this trampoline. Oh dear. I'm in an area where there is a huge stack of blue tiles, which uh, 30 of my Pikmin just went and um, and picked up, which is good. But there's a an elevated platform above us with one of these horrible um, snowball-spitting bugs. Um, and with the 10 Pikmin left in my squad, I managed to defeat the horrible snowball-spitting bug. And now I'm up in this uh, this funny little area, which I haven't really explored very much of. Uh, let's follow this path around here. Oh, look, there's a fiery blowhog. I think I've got enough red Pikmin to safely take care of this thing. Got it. Um, and say, look, there's an electric fence here. I've only got one yellow Pikmin in the party. Uh, I'm going to start at smashing down that fence, which is going to take me back to where the SS Drake was. I'm going to go back to the pile... Uh, where the pile of tiles were, and look, all 30 of the Pikmin who gathered those tiles have returned to that spot. A few stragglers are now just returning, but uh, that includes nine yellow Pikmin. So I'm going to go over here, 
I'm going to have them uh, target the electric fence. They're going to start breaking it down. There's uh, a crystal I'm going to smash here. Can I see... Okay, yeah. They The crystal that I smashed is now a, a spot that I can jump down. And down this, this little spot at the other side of the crystal, there's a tunnel, which I can have Red Pikmin excavate, or any Pikmin, in fact, ex excavate. And there's also a, a glass fence. On the other side of the glass fence, there's like a big arena full of horrible burning slug monsters. And there is also a pile of blue tiles. So that's the second pile of tiles for Alf. Uh, while the Pikmin are breaking the yellow, uh, the electric fence, I'm going to enter this arena and have my red Pikmin attack these slugs. These slugs can be difficult depending on... Oh! Cool, yeah. Uh, depending on... Depending on what end of them you end up attacking. It's kind of... They're, they're weirdly symmetrical. They're like funny little TP-shaped slugs. Very tall-headed, pointy-headed, black and red striped slugs. They're covered in fire. Um, and one of the end is a mouth, and the other at the end is a bum. And if you throw the Pikmin on the bum, you're fine. If you throw the Pikmin on their mouth, they have this weird blue ridged tongue which comes out and laps up the Pikmin. Uh, and just then, I threw up all my... I had like 15 red Pikmin. I threw them on those, those slugs. Uh, I, I was fighting two at a time, which was not that wise, but they were together in a funny little cluster. One of the slugs, the tongue came out, and it like slurped up a whole stack of Pikmin, but the Pikmin brethren on its back managed to damage it to the point of death right before it could swallow. So it, uh, yeah, it spat the Pikmin out and they were safely, safely retrieved by me. The other, the other slug just put up no fight whatsoever and now they're both dead. I've just picked up an SD card, Pikminology number 12. Throw Pikmin into a candy pop bud and they will change color. Yeah, so there's some red flowers around here. So if I didn't have any red Pikmin on hand to fight those slugs, I could throw some other colored Pikmin into the flowers. I never really do that unless there's a puzzle which which makes me do that. There's a puzzle like that in Pikmin 1, where uh, unless you're some weird speedrunner who knows all the exploits, you have to change Pikmin's colors with, uh, with candy pop buds. It's just a weird hassle. But in Pikmin 2, they're an absolute necessity because that's the only, like, candy pop bud flowers at the bottom of caves is the only place you find purple and white Pikmin. They're such a rare commodity. That, like, in, in Pikmin 2, getting 100 purple Pikmin is, like, the very last challenge you have to overcome. And that's to pick up an extra heavy treasure. It's, the, like, the last thing you do is finally get your purple Pikmin population up to 100 because it takes so long. Anyway... Uh, one of those slugs spat out a strawberry. Uh, but more important right now are the 20, uh, the 20 bridge tiles. I'm going to have Alf wait here and I'm going to swap to Brittany. The whole team is back. Um, I'm just going to leave all these bodies and all these pellets around. Um, if I don't get the bridge built in time today, then Brittany ends up sleeping in the cave. And you get a little bit of story interaction with her going like, Oh, I didn't get any food last night. I'm fucking starving, Elf. And Elf's like, Oh, no, Brittany, I'm so sorry. Um, so Brittany has returned to the mouth of the cave. And instead of uh, following the right-hand path like we did before, we're going to follow the left-hand path. There's a smashable crystal, which I've now smashed. Um, 
if I go down the path where the smashable crystal was, I slide down a slope to a trampoline and I get bounced into a flower pot. And the broken sections of uh, of ceramic flower pot are actually the the uh, the bridge tiles which the Pikmin pick up. But I don't want to get teleported across. Like I, you jump across quite a big section of this area, and what there are in this section which you which you jump over are enemies to fight. I want to get them. I want to kill those enemies before I have my Pikmin pick up the tiles, so that I'm not having the Pikmin with the tiles dodging enemies on their way back to build the bridge. That said, two rock Pikmin actually bounce down the slope and onto the trampoline, and they've already started picking up tiles, but they'll be fine. Okay, so enemies. Yes. There's something like half buried in the ground. Uh, it's like a... Oh, well, it's dead. It's like a rhinoceros beetle. I think it's called a joust beetle or something. It has like a thick shield of a shell on it. And it also has a very like powerful pneumatic lance on its face on its face. This nasty spike which shoots out and impales Pikmin in front of it. But uh, there were two of them, they're both dispatched now, so I can walk up onto this broken flower pot on top of a mound of earth. I can charge the Pikmin onto the shards of uh, of pot. And now all of them are uh, are collected. There's a little SD card here. Joust mites. It has a weak point at the back of its shell. Yeah, its bum is exposed, and you can really attack it quite effectively. It's uh, it, it's like a thick carapace only covers its front. It's going tops, no bottoms, which is a look that I appreciate. Um, now I think that that was. Oh, there's a there's a mangosteen up on a, a cut down stump, which I can't reach without Alf. Um, I think that that's the last of the of the tiles. I think we've now built the bridge. So that means that what we can start doing is bringing all these... Yeah, we get the, the bridge completion animation and now Alf and Brittany can reunite. Yes, the bridge is complete. Now I can finally reunite with Alf. It's funny. Playing this game with my son, Joseph... He really latched onto the idea of Alf and Brittany reuniting uh, to the point where reunion became an interesting little buzzword for him. And I was also, I was reading the uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time manga adaption uh, to him, volume one and volume two, Young Link, Adult Link. Uh, we were reading it through together and I was doing all the voices and explaining what was happening in the panels and stuff and he was really loving it. And he was so entranced with the idea of... Link and Princess Zelda finally reuniting. And he's, gonna, he's like, they're going to reunite like Alf and Brittany. They're going to reunite. And I was like, yeah, they are. And then they do, and it's really good. And then, oh, shit, here comes Ganon with a crystal and traps Princess Zelda in a crystal. And Joseph's like, whoa, what? Oh, no. And he has all this headcanon stuff about Ganon. Dorf now that he has his own evil ocarina which is how he summons crystals and he plays a, a nasty song and he can put a crystal around anyone who he wants and when Joseph plays like pretend Zelda games in his head it's like oh no it's fucking Ganondorf playing his goddamn ocarina oh shit run away everyone there's freaking crystals coming all out of the place and, tra and trapping everyone trapping Mido trapping Saria trapping Link Stuck in crystals. It was a whole big thing. Joseph's great. You'd all love him. All right. Now let's pick up these goddamn bug bodies. Uh, Rock Pikmin, pick up that Joust Mite. Red Pikmin, pick up that Joust Mite. Oh, a, a five Pikmin posy pellet. 
Get it, guys. Let's just see what colour it happens to land on. Okay, rocks. Looks like lucky rocks are getting a five Pikmin pellet. Pikmin posy pellet. Great. Let's keep on going up this way. Uh, let's swap to Alf. Cool. All of the Pikmin who gathered up his uh, his shards are now back to him. Um, the rocks can pick up the bodies of these slugs. I guess the reds can as well. Uh, one of the strawberries that the slugs spat out. Bingo, bango, bongo, we got that. Oh, look at this. There's a, a crystal blocking a geyser, which I can now jump up to. Oh, one of the rocks was left behind. Can he go up the... Oh, shit! Someone's dying! What the fuck? Oh, no! Oh, no! Joust mites are killing my Pikmin! We are experiencing our first experiences of loss. Oh, another one! Oh, no! Okay. Oh, shit. Sorry. Oh, no. I've fallen prey to a fiendish cunning trap. God damn you, Pikmin bastard designers. Oh, shit. So. From the... From the arena where we fought the slugs, there is a path through a tunnel back to the onion. I excavated the tunnel so that the Pik Pikmin could freely move from the arena to the onion. But when you pick up the bodies of the slugs and the strawberry, the Pikmin can't fit through the tunnel. They don't fit through the tunnel when they're carrying stuff. So my Pikmin just found a long way around, which took them down a long and winding path with a joust mite, which I hadn't killed yet on it. And the joust mite popped out and it jousted my Pikmin to death. I don't know how many I lost. Fruit recovered, says the drake. So the, the Pikmin who were carrying the... Um, I definitely lost some reds, so I'm going to have these seven reds carry this Joust Mite's body back. I'm definitely seeing net gains in Pikmin, but it's still not good. I could have made it through this whole game without that happening. Like the Golden Fool uh, and and Fitz or whatever from Robin Hobb series. I could have made it through this whole... Is that what happens? I haven't read the Robin Hobb book since I was like 15. But there's like this three-part series, and then there's another three-part series, and then there's a third three-part series. And at the very end of the third three-part series, her two male main characters get in like a weird argument. Um, where one of them is like, uh, wow, we've grown really close. And the other one's like, yeah, we have, haven't we? And then the first one, like the main character, is like, say, like, do you have, do you have like a girlfriend or something? It's kind of weird that you're just hanging out with me. And like the second main character is like... Wait, what What do you mean? Aren't we kind of like... You know... And the main character's like, wait, 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 no, 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 we're not. We're not, you know... We're not in a homosexual relationship and we never will be, I am straight. And the other guy was like, well, fuck, We could have made it through the whole rest of our lives without ever having said that, and I would have been happy with that. But now, congratulations, you dickhead. Um... <laughs> Uh, I often think about going back and reading the Robin Hobb Assassin's Apprentice trilogy and then the Live Ship Traders trilogy and then the Fool's Errand trilogy again. Oh, and the... Um, and that weird Forest Magic trilogy as well that she did. But I, I don't know. I enjoyed them so much when I was like 14 and 15. I don't know. I'm afraid to go back to them to know if they're any good or not. Uh, but yeah, that there's a whole bunch of stuff. So much stuff in those books stays, like, lives in my memory and, like, pops back in. It goes like, oh, I remember this bit from this book? 
And we're like, oh my god, yeah. That time he threw a mug at that guy's face in that bar fight because his adoptive adopted son uh, did this to this other guy's whatever. And then, yeah, I remember that bar fight. I remember he used to use an axe in battle instead of a sword because he was better th with an axe. I feel like I remember those books were good at, like, any time there was a battle, the main character doesn't get out of it without being injured and then having to recover for a year. It's like, oh, jeez, they got me on the arm this time, and, and that's, like, the rest of that whole book, he's got a f***ed arm. And that was, that was good. Like, people just don't go into battle and they fight and they come back out. It's like, no, he went in, this guy died, this person died, I got a mangled arm, and that's it, it stays with the character for the rest of the story. Yeah, I remember it being good. Robert Hobb. Daniel K maybe recommends? He doesn't know. Alright, I'd forget what I was saying. Let's get back to it. I totally forget what I was saying and doing. Alright, hey, look. I'm with Alf here by the onion. My team of yellows have finished breaking down the fence. There's an SD card by the fence. Yellow Pikmin number two. Yellow Pikmin are shock resistant. Good to know. With the yellow Pikmin in my party, I can walk over to this funny little, like, elevated ridge near where the Onion and the Drake have landed. There's a cherry on top of a snowman at the top of this ridge, and my gosh, it's high up. But, with yellow Pikmin, I can dig the cherry out of the head of the snowman, and one of them can pick up the cherry, the Cupid's Grenade, as they call it, and bring it back. Um, let's see... What else is there around? There's some pellet posies. I'm gonna swap to Brittany. Where are you? Oh yeah, okay, Brittany! Oh shit! Brittany, 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 Brittany! Let's go through the electric door where the electric fence was and do stuff up there. Um, yellow Pikmin pick up that bug. Okay, there's some like pellet posies buried here. And there's more stuff buried over here. I'm going to get the Pikmin to start digging up these buried things. Oh, I'm actually going to get Alf to to pick a whole bunch of Pikmin. I've got a hundred in the field now, but a bunch of them are sprouts here under the multicolored onion. And I'm going to get Alf to go over and assist Brittany in carrying back the bodies of all of these uh, all of these bugs and stuff. And maybe we can push that ball bearing out of the wall. Okay, I'm going to open up the map. I have Alf selected. I'm going to move all the way to where Brittany is. I'm going to say, go here. He's going to automatically travel there on his own. Oh, he's stuck on the leg of the onion. You idiot, Alf. Let's try that again. Now I'm going to swap to Brittany. Brittany... is here waiting for these Pikmin to finish digging up these yellow posies. That's just a one... That's just a yellow one posy. I can't be bothered with that. Okay, get up. There's a red pellet. There's, um... Hmm, there's an SD card on the little slope here. I'm here and awaiting orders, says Alf. Okay, Alf, get up here. Go back to Brittany, pick up this SD card. A parting gift from Captain Olimar. We found a snow sculpture in the frozen tundra. Looks like the face of a middle-aged man, one that I know all too well. The more I look at it, the more I think it looks like the president of Hockatate Freight, especially that nose, says Captain Olimar. And now as we approach this little zone, 
where we could throw Alf up to get behind the nose. Throwing leaders. Throw teammates to places that can't be reached on foot. Good advice. Okay, so Alf is up here with me near the body of the whip tongue bulborb. Here's the fruit, the dangling fruit. I need yellow Pikmin to reach it. There we go. They, it, it's like a, um, it's a, what are they called? A locket. It's like a locket. My, uh, I went to Perth Montessori, formerly Burswood Montessori, for my primary school education. It was good, but it, it was a shock coming out of a Montessori school into a large public school after that for year, uh, year eight. Um, but at, at, at Perth Montessori, we had a large locust tree. And so I'd often pick locusts from the tree and eat them with the other kids. And so I know what a locust is. Do you guys, girls, know what locusts are? Look up locusts. That's what we just plucked off a tree. Um, it was plucked off the, the branch that it was growing on when uh, enough Pikmin had landed on it. And it, it, it fell down and rolled down the whole hill down to the bottom of the hill. And so did all the Pikmin who were, who were on top of it just in a big sort of roly-poly pile down at the bottom. All right, let's, uh, okay, rock Pikmin, gather up this little uh, rock, well, black pellet, which came spitting out of the whip-tongue bulb orb. Red Pikmin, you can have the bulb orb itself. There's five yellow Pikmin left. So I say, pick up this... Pick up this uh, cannon beetle. And then rocks help them carry it back to the yellow onion. And now let's throw Alf up to this platform here. And also have 20 reds. They're automatically starting to dig up a cherry which is buried in the area. So have a couple extra Pikmin, just in case. Yeah. Digging, digging, digging. Meanwhile, let's go to the back of the... Um... Oh, just got dug up. That's cool. Two Pikmin are carrying it back to the drake. Let's get... Uh, to the back of this nose here. Hmm. Okay, we're rolling the ball. I'm in danger of crushing some Pikmin. Oh, they just missed the cherry carriers. That's good. Yeah, we smashed the rock wall at the bottom of the hill, exposing a cave. Uh, we're getting on in days. We're going to have to start hurrying up. I'm going to stop worrying about what color are doing what. I'm just going to gather all of this stuff. Hey, yellow Pikmin. Make sure you pick up that locket. No, more on the locket, please. Hurry up. We get the hurry up notice. 25 Pikmin are, uh, are missing. Wow, 25. Okay, I'm going to split the party. Uh, Brittany. I'm going to swap to Brittany. Hey, what are you doing? Okay, the red Pikmin have just picked up a yellow posy. I don't want that. Yellow Pikmin. Pick up that pellet. Uh, chuck Alf over there. I'm going to swap to Alf. Now the party is split. I'm going to look around for where the stragglers are. Okay, there's no stragglers. The only the only people not... The only people not safe are the people... The people... The only Pikmin not safe are the Pikmin who are carrying... Um, stuff back to the onion. But still, so Alf, I'm going to have him go back to the yellow onion and he can start plucking the Pikmin that are there planted in the cave. Oh, there's a there's a crystal in the cave. I didn't mention 
But near the hole where Brittany fell through, there's a crystal with a fruit in it. I could have gotten that today. Damn. Bad time management. Maybe I've still got time. Okay, fuck it. I've still got time. Um, a bunch of uh, rock pikmin and Brittany. You guys go to the cave and start plucking. And also smash that thing. Alf, you go... Back to the... Let's see, where do I want you? Go back to the onion. Now that the Pikmin have finished carrying stuff back to the Drake and the, the multicolored onion, there are none who are in danger. Oh no, there's one in danger. Where's the one that's in danger? It must be near the, um... Must be near the onion and the Drake, right? Okay, Brittany's there already. Okay, yeah. It was just near the Drake. So here's Brittany. Here's the rocks. Whoa, there's a five, a yellow five posy. Okay, the rocks have smashed the crystal and exposed two halves of a kiwi fruit. We might just be able to bring it back. We're really pushing it for time. We're going to need to watch this very closely. Okay, six out of five. That's not going to be good enough. We need more pigment. I'm going to do the little speedrunner's trick of disbanding the party in front of the traveling fruit. And they seamlessly... Seamlessly, I said... Oh, shit, we've got ten seconds left. Nine seconds left. Stop. Stop doing that. Stop doing that, guys. Oh, no. I just stopped. Well, we've got six seconds left. They're not going to make it. We pass out of the cave. Four seconds left. Three seconds left. They're on the bridge. Two seconds left. No. Nope. Come back, everyone. Okay, zero Pikmin are in danger. Zero seconds left. There we go. Alright, we didn't lose any Pikmin at sunset, but we didn't retrieve that kiwi fruit. Luckily, it will be there next episode. The SS Drake and the Onion lifts off. Oh, we see a bull bear. Uh, a very ugly looking bull bulb vari variant. Uh, invading the campsite looking for food and being disappointed. Uh, as we watch the SS Drake take off into the snowy, uh, cloudy atmosphere, we see the little yellow onion is also following along. It does a, a little lilting dance around the multicolored onion and then sh swoop. It's combined. Oh, I see. How fascinating. And now we get... Oh, so that's how onions evolve. Mm, it looks bigger now, doesn't it? Now we get a very beautifully coloured onion. A lava lamp style onion. Uh, with black and red and yellow sort of merging uh, into orange at points. As it, as it sort of wiggles and wobbles all around. New fruit! Yay! So I'm just going to fast forward, forward through this. We're going to do the juice report at the beginning of next episode. Hooray, we got five types of fruit. Nicely done. wonder what else is out there, says Brittany. Let's keep on exploring. We've got two Cupid's grenades and a velvety dream drop. Oh, I was so hungry I could have juiced the drake itself, says Brittany. I could have juiced the drake itself. Good, we still have plenty of juice left, says Brittany. And we get the end of day four report. We see the Pikmin population charted 
One, two, three, four fruits gathered. Brittany recovered at the exact middle of the day. Four Pikmin died today. Zero at sunset. Four Pikmin were killed by that joust mite. And we get Alf's report for the day. Day four report. We finally completed the bridge over to the other shore, and Brittany discovered a type of yellow Pikmin. Besides their big ears, I'm excited to find out what other unique characteristics they may possess. I'll have to observe them closely. Good thing they're so cute to look at. Hoof! What a day, says Alf. Now, the game is saving. Um, I'm actually just going to let it cross across into the next day, but before landing, I'm going to check out the... Uh, it's time for the Creature Report, everybody. Creature Report! Creature Report! Creature Report! Facts! Um, exploration Day 5. Gonna let a little bit of dialogue play out. Oh, I'm so relieved you're okay, Brittany. It was a close call. I never would have made it without those yellow Pikmin. These little guys sure are helpful, says Elf. If our mission is success, we should have a party to thank all of the little Pikmin. Right, and now we get the option to land back on the um, the distant tundra area and continue searching for the signal that we picked up at the beginning of the episode. But instead, I'm going to hit minus to access the copad and check out the Piclopedia. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five new monsters. And I've got two captains who are going to read about them. So I tell you what. How's this, listeners? Uh, we'll do the the Piclopedia entry as bonus content. It'll be like a second little episode which we'll play after this one. You can go ahead and... and if you're interested in hearing about all of this... Does this make sense? No, that's more in your face, isn't it? No, that's... I'm not going to clog up the feed like that. No, that's a silly idea, Dan. Don't do that. No. It's just the end of this episode is going to be a long Piclopedia reading. So I'm going to read all about the monsters from different captains' perspectives. Maybe when we... Here's, here's what we'll do. When we get other captains, like when we finally rescue Charlie, probably next episode, um, he's going to have stuff to say about all of the monsters that we have uh, so far discovered. Um, and I'm not going to waste everybody's time by reading all through every single entry in the main episode, but I will release a little bonus episode where I go back and give Charlie's reports on all the old monsters. Because I like them. I like that the game puts so much, like, just script description in from different people's perspectives. I think that's cool. But for now, let's just see what Alf and Brittany have to say about these new monsters. The Joust Might. This is Alf's report. Structural floor, hind quarters. Weight, seven. That shell is as hard as they come, so a frontal charge is no good. You're liable to get skewered on its needle anyway. Try throwing Pikmin so they land on its soft, unprotected hind parts instead. Talk about a design oversight. Let's see what Brittany has to say. B -b -b has to say. Ever seen a huge face buried in the ground? Well, I have now. At first, I wondered where the rest of it might be. Would we find it buried... Would we find a buried fist? A buried knee? A buried belly button? Is it good or bad that we never will? She's commenting on the fact that this bug buries itself in the ground and then comes up out of the ground when it's ready to attack. But its armoured shell has these two big, like, display eyes. You know how some butterfly wings have, like, big display eyes on them? The shell has two big eyes and, like, what could be a little snout. 
on it, just above where the joust pops out. So it does look like a, a, a weird little sort of fishy face in the ground. Good point, Brittany. Alright, next one. The Pyroclasmic Slooch. Nice. <laughs> nice. A Pyroclasmic Slooch. That's the, that's the slug. Great. Right in the slook. Alright. Alf's comments. Structural floor, low speed. Weight 3. A coating of pure fire. Now that's armor. Which it needs because it's very slow at both move to both move and attack. And even the fire armor does nothing against red Pikmin. Back to the drawing board with this one. Alright. Brittany's comments on the pyroclasmic slooch. Tons of style points for the Cloak of Pure Fire. I couldn't pull off a look like that. I don't even like to leave the SS Drake when it's humid out. Alright, the Swooping Snitch Bug. Structural floor, the weak hide. This is the flying bug that uh, Bristini encountered with her team of yellow Pikmin. Wait, three. Alf says, it's well built to do what it does, which is to capture wandering Pikmin and slam them into the ground. But why does it do that? Form without function isn't very good design in my book. I like to turn the tables and load them down with so many Pikmin that they're too heavy to fly. What goes around comes around, says Alf. Yeah, so when these when these uh, swooping snitch bugs pluck up you or one of the Pikmin, they fly around for a little bit and then they just ditch them at the ground as hard as they can, like a you know, like a like an eagle dropping a tortoise, basically. Uh, Brittany. They're annoying, but I also feel a connection to these huge flying insects. Just like me, they like to bury things in the ground. Remember, she's a botanist. And just like me, they wander off, forgetting about the seed until someone else comes along to harvest it. Yeah. Next one. The Whip Tongue Bulborb. Alpha says, structural floor, eyeballs and back. Weight 12. This model has a surprising feature. I'm very impressed at the speed with which it employs its long, flexible tongue. But I'm also dismayed at its unnerving wakefulness and the difficulty we seem to have sneaking past it. Yeah, this thing has these big googly eyes, which I love. I, I like, I, I love the whip tongue bulborb. Brittany says, not a fan of this one's style. Too plain, too beige, and too big. Where's the little version of this one? It's got to have one, right? Although maybe not. After all, I don't have a little version of myself. Yeah, good point, Brittany. What a good point. Next one, the Arctic Cannon Lava. The one that spits snowballs. Alf says, structural floor, weak hide. Wait, seven. Snowballs are an ingeniously non-lethal weapon. I'm in love with a design that effectively keeps predators away without without overdoing it. Full marks. Brittany says, when I saw this one spitting snowballs and sending Pikmin rolling, I thought it looked like a good time. So I walked right into the line of fire and waved my arms to catch its attention. And waited for the fun to start, but all I got was dizzy. Great point, Brittany. Good job. And that's it. That's the creature report. We're done with a mission. Cope by Satties. Until the next adventure. Alright. Alright. And with that, ladies and gentlemen. And before the switch dies, I'm going to switch it off and say goodbye to you all. Thanks, thanks for coming along on the ride. Thanks for coming with me. The recording of another episode of Pikmin 3. Episode 4. Another one in the bag. Good job, everyone. You're keeping up to date. Well done. Good job, me. I'm keeping on recording. I keep on putting out episodes. It's a miracle. Alright. Bye-bye. I'm so freaking nice, I say it twice, I'm freaking nice, I'm nice as fuck, I'm nice as shit, waist is tiny, ass is deep, masculine but